Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right, John. This week, we are reviewing Black Panther. Black Panther. Uh, we just saw it. Yeah. And we're going to review it. We are. Um, we're going to have a substantial spoiler free thing, really? but we then we'll dive that. in. We always say that, and I feel like we do always deliver it, Chris. Yeah. Um, no. But I've always, always, we always go into these oh, discussions. We have spoiler free. Right. Well, if it's substantial, is what I'd say. I guess what it depends on like what you define as substantial as. Like, what's the definition that we dis- uh, like say that substantial? I mean, if is. I was going to say substantial, I would meet. I would want to hear at least fifteen minutes worth of spoiler free. I discussion. feel like we do that the majority of the time. I don't feel like we do that. Okay, we'll have to. Okay, today, what we'll do? <laughs> we'll time it. We'll. I'll see what the time code is. Like, whenever we go in, yeah. and we'll see if it it was truly in fact substantial. Yeah. So, Chris. Yeah. What, what have you been up to this week? Gosh. Um. So this week, I've uh, been playing a lot of Fortnite. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I talked last week. Did I talk last week? I gotten, I've gotten back into Forza Horizon 3 again. Yes. Yes. It's fantastic. So I've been playing a lot of that. I don't want to bore you with the details of games I constantly talk about. <laughs> um, for I did want to talk about for Valentine's Day. We did something kind of cool. That uh, Only kind of cool, though. I mean, it was no, it was cool. I'll just say it was cool. It was interesting. <laughs> um, so I heard about this this thing. I'm like, I'm going to surprise Didi because she loves Waffle House. Mm-hmm. And so Waffle House had um, what they were calling a candlelight dinner at Waffle House, specific Waffle House locations. And so we uh, we went, was that yesterday? That was yesterday. Yeah. We went yesterday, and I surprised her. Pulled in, and uh, at the the local Waffle House, um, they had like taken pink paper and put it around all the, the globes on the inside, so it was like all pink on the inside. They had a, apparently one of the managers is a classically trained violinist, and so he was playing violin over in the corner. What? Yeah, they had um, they had uh, uh, tablecloths on all the tables. They fed you like there was this, this dinner. You can get a either a uh, um, pork chop dinner or a sirloin steak dinner. So we got the sirloin steak with hash browns and Texas toast with uh, salad beforehand. Did and you get your hash dessert. browns smothered and covered? Uh, I don't know what that means. Smothered I, in onions, I think, and covered with cheese. I did. Yes, I got both of those. Nice. Yep. Um, and uh, they had they gave me, like, it was a heart-shaped waffle with chocolate and strawberry drizzled on top of that and that sounds whipped amazing. cream for dessert. It was really, really good. Um, and uh, yeah, it was it was a cool experience. Like oh, it was funny. Like every, everything was like hand handmade too. Like they you know printed out on a piece of paper and cut with like scissors. It was all felt like really. It was very southern, and it was very like um, it was very homey feeling. I guess it was weird, but I'm like this is cool. I'd never expected this from from Waffle House. And it was fantastic. So you're saying that it's only a limited number of of locations that they did this yeah. uh, on so, Valentine's Day. Yeah. So like there was like you know I, mean, I don't even know how many are in Murfreesboro. Maybe like four or five. Yeah. Locations. One of them did it. So like I think like it, on one exit in in 
<laughs> in Murfreesboro. Oh, there's like literally yeah. you go one way off the exit, there's one there. You yeah, go the other way, there's one over there's there. There's two exits in Murfreesboro that are like that now. So strange. The one that we went to is a new new um Waffle House. Yeah, and it's the second one for that exit. I'm like, I don't get it, but okay. I mean, my I don't know if it's a fr- like if it's a franchise location and it's like you're opening a new like you're someone who's like I want to start a Waffle House, right. right? If this is how their business works and they they license the Waffle House name and the recipes and all this stuff, right? Yeah. They open a Waffle House. You'd think that they wouldn't want to open one that close to another Waffle House. Right. But then also, you look at the other side of that and if the company is literally like saying, okay, well, we are going to open another Waffle House, you don't think that, like, I wouldn't think that they would want that either. But it, but they survive. But in fact, they do. Yeah. It's the same thing, like, there are, uh, like, coffee shops, like Starbucks, like, will do the same sort of thing. And it's like, because one Starbucks can't handle the, uh, the volume at certain peak times, then they'll open another one, like, down the block from the yeah. same Starbucks or whatever, because like then they spread out the the same the same amount of volume because like they can churn through just like even more customers at a at a time there. So, I mean, yeah, like so. What's crazy is like you just don't think of Murfreesboro as um, needing that many Waffle Houses or that many Subways or that many fill in the blank. The thing is, Murfreesboro is huge, and that you just forget because it feels like a smaller town well it's also a college town yeah and it well and it's and it's all spread out like you know it takes up what six exits on the interstate it's insane yeah. um you know it has like you know 150,000 people or whatever well and you there. also think about like nothing like nothing is easy to get to there so no. it's like if if there was only one waffle house right, right. well no then it's yeah, like yeah, and, and that was it's like oh i don't even want to go I over there it's, so it's all the way across far. town yeah. you know yeah, so yeah sure um, I think last time we counted, cause they, so they built, they built a new one. I think last time we counted, there's this really, this is really deep in the weeds. Um, <laughs> well, welcome to the, the food cast again. Camino Real is the, a really good Mexican restaurant that's based in Murfreesboro. Mm-hmm. There's like eight of them. Dude, that's right. <laughs> I, I remember. Nine, I can't. I, we just counted it recently. I remember being like, in oh college, gosh. and or maybe it was just out out of college or whatever. And people would be like, "Oh, well, we're gonna eat at the Camino, Camino. Real," and you and spend like, the next like five minutes which trying one? to determine which one. Oh, is that the one off of uh, <laughs> one, one off, off abroad? Of no, 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 no. The one off of church? No, 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 no. no. And then, the one, then right like, the one off of this, and you no. go, "Is that the one near this?" Because like you don't know that road. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you literally just that's the entirety of the rest of the conversation is like trying to determine, like rule out all of these others. Yeah, to, to land on whatever whichever one remains is the is the correct one. Yeah. Um, so anyway, that was our Valentine's Day. It was pretty amazing. That's legit, um, dude. I also downloaded a game that I'm excited to play, but I have not yet because I it was a last second purchase last night. What you doing, Chris? It's called Reagan Gorbachev, and it's literally like an alternate history top down shooter slasher kind of thing, where terrorists kidnap both Ronald Reagan. And Mikhail Gorbachev, and they have to work together to escape from the terrorist clutches. At the end of the game, do you get to tear down that wall? I don't know. I hope so. And Reagan <laughs> runs around with a samurai sword. Of course. And uh, it's the only weapon that makes sense. And for him, Chris. Mikhail, he uh, he's he's got some. He's a he's a master of the the guns, so he can, he has like <laughs> dual shooters. <laughs> Dude, I just that is ridiculous. That is that is both ridiculous and also sounds amazing. From what I read, it's like a Hotline Miami kind of style thing. Yeah. So it's like uber violent. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, I was watching the trailer. I'm like, oh my gosh. Um, I mean, it's not realistic. It's all pixel art. Well, of and, course. I mean, it just 
pushes all my buttons, John. I saw it and I'm like, it was so it was on sale for like three bucks, normally like like ten dollars, and I was like, I can't not buy this. <laughs> what did you buy? This is this for your Xbox? Or yeah, is it's this, on Xbox uh, One. Okay, okay. Oh, you can get it on Steam. You can get it on I think PS4. I don't know about probably not Switch. It has it not yet come to Switch. I have not seen this. I, I keep fairly <laughs> well apprised of all the new releases on Switch. It has yeah. not. Yeah, I mean it's been out for market. a while, I think, but it just happened to go on sale. I'm like, I didn't know this existed, and I need it in my life <laughs> right now because this sounds amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I hope that we both do tear down a wall at the end. I mean, that would I feel be fantastic. like that has to be like the the final level has to be <laughs> the wall has to be like, you know, tear down this wall. You Dude, know? I did watch, however, Atomic Blonde. Did you ever see that movie? I did not. I, I watched the action sequences. <sighs> like there are some really good. Wait, like you watch the action sequences. Uh, what they posted about? them. Like oh, I think in their marketing okay. for it, they posted like the, 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 there's two, I think in there that are like one shots. Yeah. Um, they're made to look like one shot. Made to look like one shots. Yeah. yeah. Well, similar to, uh, Similar to like Birdman, yeah, Birdman would be a, yeah. I mean, it, it was on a smaller scale. Well, but. and then there's other shows that typically do like television shows, like uh, like uh, the second season Daredevil. of Daredevil. They yeah. don't. They, well, it's not a one shot, but they right. fake it. Yeah. So like so, um, I was thinking about that. I mean, I am still more impressed by actual one shots, like in Children of Men, mm-hmm. um, or uh, what's the other other one um, that I always reference. Um, you mean the one with the children of men? You're thinking of the one with the tank, like where the tank is like at the shooting. End, yeah, and, the yeah, one at the were, end. Well, yeah. Because they also have the one in the car where they're all like, and they do that in this too. And so yeah, like it pans but they, in but, and out of the windows and stuff. But they fake stuff. it, yeah. So yeah. it's like, like I think it's still impressive that you create this big scene, and like I think it, more so it creates this emotion to where, like, it makes the action a lot more visceral and a lot more like, t- um, not. Not real, but it, I was gonna say real because the pacing is is pacing is normal, right? You can't you can't smash cut to like here we're doing dialogue well, here we're doing dialogue you know because like sometimes if you were to like look at the way they edit a like a movie it's too fast like yeah. the dialogue like normal people don't talk like that but in a one shot like if you're doing action then it's like it's it it's normally paced so you're not like cutting out frames here and there to make it more exciting so it has to be exciting yeah I so um. I like seeing being able to see like you know okay they're getting bloodier over time or like you know they're um, out of breath and all this kind of stuff you know that that is happening because they're going through this so many times or they're re- they're stopping and starting or whatever they're doing um, that's cool uh, it's whenever they start using a lot of effects like the car thing I'm kind of like I don't know you know if this really feels the same or mm-hmm. like you know uh, you know anyway. Tonk Blonde, great movie. I actually love that scene that they do, That um, at least in the building. There's a part where they, because they leave the building, they get into cars. Car part, I don't really care about, and they yeah. end up cutting at some point there anyway. But the whole like fight in this stairwell. The stairwell just, fight. Yeah. Oh, my gosh, dude. Thing is so ridiculous. Good. It's insane. I love it. Oh, and like, so the the whole point at that point, I guess this is spoilers. Skip five seconds if you don't want to hear this. You know, is that it's a setup at that point. And so there's like all this like yeah. build up to it. And you're yeah. like, oh my gosh, this is insane. Because um, you don't really expect that to, to happen at that right. point. Kind of right. do. You see it coming, but not, you don't know this is happening. Right. Um, I think the sheer like, the sheer effect of the, uh, of the fight. Yeah. You don't expect that level of right. like brutality right. and like just closeness, close quartersness. Like I didn't expect it to be that close quarters. But so. I, like I want to, I want to. Buy it. Like this is a movie that I would watch again and again. Um, it was just really well done. Uh, back to one shots though. 
there's a one shot in Midnight in Paris. Hmm. It's on Netflix right now. Um, and uh, it's got Added it to my list. Rachel McAdams in the in the scene. Rachel McAdams. Um, why am I blanking on his name? Owen Wilson. Um, and a couple of different, a couple of other actors, and it's just di- it's mainly dialogue, and they're they're talking back and forth, and the pacing's perfect, the acting is perfect. Um, it, it's just, it's literally just like I love one shots like that because you just you're letting great actors act, mm-hmm. and a lot of times I think like kind of to your point, but but I think that editing can screw up. What the actor's actually trying to do. Mm-hmm. It'd actually be better if you just let us see them act. Yeah. You know? Um, sometimes not, but but with that with with that movie with Children of Men, like I was I was reading an interview. Why, was, I think it was whenever I like it was like, oh, this is like whatever, fifteen years, ten years later for yeah. like there was an article that somebody wrote and they were talking about how on that shot, the one shot in that movie where they're moving like the tank and that sort of thing, like it it was they did it over and over and over and over again. They got to the point where that was the final the, the one that they used was the last shot that their budget would allow them to take. Oh gosh. And they thought that it was messed up. Like they thought, um, like uh, Alfonso Cuaron thought it was it was bad because the uh, there is a spot where a squib went off like it it, it went off at the wrong time mm. and it hit the camera like it got the camera uh, the uh, the actual lens bloody and uh, the uh, uh, director of photography came over to him afterwards and was like it was perfect so <laughs> we couldn't have we literally could not have planned that better because it like it and you whenever you go back and watch the scene and that like squib does in fact go off and like it, it, the blood hits the camera and you're like it feels perfect like it yeah. feels just right because it's it's this mad dash you know through yeah. all of these different things happening and yeah anyway that's why I like I mean I like things like even like Clover, the original Cloverfield like there's a lot of just because of the nature of the movie there's a lot of one shots in there um like the one I'm thinking of specifically is so they're going through this military like place and then like they see some okay, somebody getting sick and they get dragged behind this um this tarp and then this blood just spurts out everywhere and you're just like, Holy cow, what is happening right now? This is insane. <laughs> Speaking of Cloverfield, next week on the podcast we're gonna yeah. be reviewing uh Cloverfield Paradox. Hopefully with Fultron. Yeah. Hopefully with Fultron. Yeah. Otherwise, I'll be very disappointed. Uh, it, will be, it will be a frowny face episode if, uh, if, if Fultron is not here. He's going to miss our 250th cake. That's right. That's right. Because we've had cake for every episode, so this is our 250th one. Our 250th cake. <laughs> <laughs> every single episode. That's all we do. We just come and we eat cake. Eat cake. You know, we come over here, we record a podcast while we're munching down cake. Yeah. Cake cast. Um, but John, that's all all I've been up to this week. Um, that's a lot of words to say, not very many things. That's right. But it's good. It's good, good discussions. It's good podcasting, yeah. Chris. It's a good what conversational you, what, podcast. What have you been up to? Um, well, so I've been playing some Fortnite, and uh, we'll get into one of the things that I've been up to here in a second. Oh. Um, so let me tease that. But then uh, also the Olympics, uh, the Winter oh, yeah, Olympic Games. Definitely. Freaking Sean White, man. That was some drama, dude. That goal, oh man! There's been have... a, okay. There's been a couple of times like this Olympics that are that have massive amounts of drama. That being one of them. The uh, later on, like last night, I, they had uh, Michaela Schifrin was coming down the the downhill. Uh, one of her, like her not her main events or whatever. Last time she came in fifth, and like she came in like got a second. It was like, oh, can she shave off like? 
two quarters of a second or something like that yeah and uh and uh, i think it was the uh the giant slalom and uh and uh anyway so she ended up like getting gold as well by like a tiny little tiny little frame so i I was at waffle house last night so i didn't see that i saw some of the figures figure skating at um the freestyle figure skating when i got back home yeah dude like olympic action man you can't get i don't think you can ramp up the tension any more than sean white sitting in second like after his first run wiping out on his second run so like it's all comes down to the third run and then like the other two people wiping out like the leader and uh person i was uh, like oh you just have to just have to lay it down yeah you gotta lay it down man you gotta do it and dude and he did it was it was crazy dude i uh with the Olympics specifically, both both summer and winter, as everyone knows, if if you've encountered this podcast during this, I watch a bunch, and I'm always like, edge of my seat, I laugh, I cry, <laughs> I shout. It's amazing. So, Olympic action. Yeah, Olympics are great. I think my, the Winter Olympics are my favorite uh, between winter and summer. Have you caught? You were you were shocked a couple of weeks ago whenever I said that there was the skeleton uh, oh, no. luge. I have an alert for it on my phone, but when are they doing it? So they did some qualifiers like okay. last night and I think uh tonight or tomorrow they have their final like runs for the skeleton luge. Yeah. My goodness, dude, I was watching some and that is intense. Cuz like with luge, like you're laying here, you're going like 50 miles an hour or whatever down this down this tiny little ice yeah, thing. I feel like it's faster than that. I'm sure it is faster than that, Chris. But anyway, so you're going down there and you, but you can always sit up. Like the option is always to sit up, but if you're on your chest like with skeleton luge and your arms are underneath you cuz you're aerodynamic. Yeah, and your head is first. This, you can't do anything. The, that's the stupidest. It's I would amazing. never do that. It's amazing. It's the dumbest. It, what it reminds Sport. me of whenever whenever they've put like they they uh they show we're showing some like GoPro footage of like here's what their view is right and it's like their view is even thinner though because like their helmets like they have the glass but then well, they yeah, also and, like and, he, and you know you got a fisheye lens on that thing you can see a ton right. on a but, GoPro but like I, I, the only thing I can really compare it to is like going on the fastest car in Forza on like the curviest track and the cameras on the bumper and the cameras on the bumper yeah. like that's the only thing that I can compare it to and so, it's like the the sheer like, adrenaline that you would have to have to be able to go down this this thing, my goodness! It's like it's over within a minute. Yeah, but it's so. I love you. Don't get me wrong. I don't think I'd want to do either one of them. <laughs> no, it's like you can't see anything if you're on your back. But then you also like if you're doing on your you're on your your stomach head first. You one, one wrong move and you're dead. You're just paralyzed. It's wild, man. The other thing that I can't imagine doing is like in the couples skating whenever um the girl goes up and he tosses her literally like a rag doll in the air she twirls like not twirls but like barrel rolls (laughs) like 10 times and then he catches her like that's frightening as all get out Mm -hmm. it's the face full of ice waiting to happen what is it blades of blades of glory glory oh yeah i love the iron lotus yeah the iron lotus (laughs) I love that movie. Uh, it's a good movie, man. It's a fantastic movie. I uh, it's been a long time since I've seen it, but <laughs> oh, it's one of my favorites, dude. I just remember like the the uh, the end as well with the single pearl, like that gets like rolls oh, yeah. out there. <laughs> that whole drama of the end of that is so good too. Oh yeah, definitely. But yeah. Anyway, that's what I've been up to this week, Chris. So we're gonna review Black Panther. Yeah. But first, pick of the week. Pick of the week. <laughs> Chris, what is your pick of the week? Oh, man, my pick of the week. 
My pick of the week. You said like the as if as if you were surprised I was, I, that I was no, asking you. No, I wasn't you. expecting to go first. Okay. Here, I gotta find it now. Somehow I lost it. Here it is. All right. So Doug Knapel, we've talked about him on the podcast several times. Um, he's uh, one of our favorite artists. We've had him on the podcast we've talking about podcast. Armor Krog. Yep, talking about Armor Krog. Yeah. Um, Which he, I have yet to finish that game, by the way. Yeah. I so we'll take a side quest here. For a second. Everyone knows that puzzle games aren't necessarily my jam, though. Well, so. they are mine, though, but it is so hard. Um, I gave up on, on PC. I stopped playing it on PC because I couldn't figure it out. Um, but I re-downloaded it. It was on sale not too long ago for like five bucks on Xbox. So re-downloaded it on Xbox. I'm just going to go through the whole thing with a guide. Mm-hmm. So I want to finish it. Yeah. I just have no desire to figure these out. A claimation art. Like, I mean, the well, claimation is not just a puzzle game. Nice it's too. like a... Hey, you just like you just click around on things. It's and see an adventure if it game, we should say. Yeah, point, point and click adventure game. Yeah, and I think I don't like the point point and clickiness of it. Yeah, just like randomly doing things and seeing what what it does, and then trying to remember like, oh, this does that. I don't know. It reminds me of a lot of, and I think like Tim Schafer like even like uh, talked about this like being this game being like, oh man, it's like an old adventure game that I that we used yeah. to make, and uh, and it's like Tim Schafer like it's like Grim Fandango is the same kind of way, right? And they're like none of those games I've never I've never finished any of those either. I remember getting some of those way back in the day when we were kids. Like we would you would boot it up and like oh, on your PC or whatever, yeah, and then I would just get stuck and I would just be like. I don't know what to do. What was the one with the, a space guy? What space guy? We would play with. We, it was a game that we would play. It was a platformer. It's a platformer. I have it back there. It's Space Chase. Space Chase. It's literally on my shelf, displayed. It's, it's up there too, behind Sonic and uh, and Tails, the figure. Space Chase. Space Chase. I have Space Age. I have I have our old discs. So you know we have, they, we have uh, one, two, do and they make three. Space Chase now. I don't know Can if that, that publisher anymore? even like exists really anymore. We are so far off course. Though. What's really funny about like the front of those uh, of those games though? They're like. Um, Nintendo action on your PC, you know. <laughs> so they're like advertising it by being like, oh, "This yeah. is like Nintendo," yeah. you know. So even at the time, well, it's because it like, like back then, everyone's like, "It's a word processor," or it's like, right? I don't even know if you have email back. Well, then. and there's it was always such a disparity between like the uh, like your your PCs could handle way more horsepower, you know. So you would have things like Wolfenstein or Doom or like whatever on your PC that you can handle those really well at high frame rates, whatever. But then your uh, consoles, it's like super easy. Like you don't have to. Install install anything you literally just slap like a, a, a like your your cartridge in there blow in it whatever you need to do to get it going and you go and so over on pc though you didn't have the gameplay of like mario or whatever so i mean for them to advertise this as like classic nintendo action you know it's, yeah. it makes sense um so back to doug to he's doing a kickstarter make 100 kickstarter so kickstarter has been doing this thing kind of globally as a um platform um, trying to get creators to do this make 100 thing. So they make 100 limited edition items and ki- kickstart it. Um, he's doing watercolor inks. And Chris, so, we should do it and make 100 podcasts. Actually, we could totally do that. <laughs> We're, we are absolutely on 249 right now. So it'd be we'll easy. just make it a daily show. It'll be fine. We'll get <laughs> through that easy. Uh, so he's doing a make 100 Doug Tenaple original watercolor inks right now. You have 12 days to go to back this, um, just to give you an idea on the front end of if you need to hurry up or not, if you're interested. So, uh, basically the, the idea is for, for this Kickstarter, um, he's making, uh, 50 or sorry, a hundred, um, <laughs> that'd be strange two and a half inch by three and a half inch original ink and watercolor 
paintings and it can be like, you know, this is Beak Beak from Armacrog. Here's uh, Neverhood Clayman, uh, Earthworm Jim. Um, so basically any of his characters, stuff. There's also a tier where you can have him make anything you want. So like if you want him to draw uh, something that like yourself, a caricature of you or like something that you've drawn, mm. um, you can do that. Uh, whenever I saw him at a uh, at a comic shop, local comic shop, he um, drew me a Superman, which was pretty awesome. Yeah, we had a we saw him uh, a couple of free comic book days ago. Yeah. So, so like his idea, like, he was like, you know, whenever they approached me about this, I was thinking, okay, well, like, what are things? What are things people like ask me for all the time that I I just can't do? And he's like, well, it's you know, original art, you know, that normally you'd go to a a, a convention or a, or a, a public appearance and have to pay, you know. About this much for I think I feel like I paid twenty five bucks for mine probably, um, and it's just like ink. It's not even like a. It doesn't. It's not watercolor, full color or anything like that. And uh, and so he's like, I'll make a hundred of these. But like it's so he, he his goal was you know three thousand dollars. That was a hundred of them at these different prices because uh, he has limits on everything. But it's uh, the, he's raised or people have pledged um, nineteen thousand dollars so far. Uh, with 224 backers, 12 days to go. So it's he said all these stretch goals. One of the stretch goals is pretty cool. Is uh, for twelve dollars, you can get a PDF of all the paintings. So every single one that he does, That's that cool. sounds pretty cool. Um, I'm sure then you could you know print it off if you wanted to. Or, yeah. Or whatever. Um, Uses desktop background. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so I, I, like, definitely check that out if you're interested in uh, really cool art. Doug Tenaple, any of that. Yeah. Also check out Doug Tenaple's comics for sure it's good stuff yeah what's your pick of the week my pick of the week this week i mentioned that i there's something else i've been playing that i didn't didn't want to dive into at the time this is what it is owl boy mm. on the nintendo switch um it is a 2d kind of actiony platformer um uh, it, that almost turns into like a, a twin stick shooter um at times like mm. you're you're a owl boy and you fly around and you meet friends and you carry those friends around and they can shoot things for you or, or whatever. So like sometimes it's a, oh, somebody has like a blunderbuss. There's a pirate with a blunderbuss that you carry around. And so whenever you encounter certain obstacles, you need the pirate with a blunder. You switch to them and then, you know, blast it. Um, and then with uh, the other friend, that's kind of a rapid fire type of thing. So that's what, how it turns into something of a uh, 2D kind of... Uh, uh, twin stick shooter but uh but yeah dude it's a, it's a super fun game like it's an interesting story the story is told through all of the friends that you meet like and so you meet them and like there's something going on there and it's like oh somebody's trying to steal these different artifacts let's go stop them and and uh and disaster happens and that sort of thing so i'm really enjoying disaster. the uh the story yeah it really is like for the amount that i've played so far like it really like Things happen, man. Stuff happens, and it, you're just kind of like, man, this is this is wild. And uh, Owlboy is kind of like this kind of like um, downtrodden esque character, where it's like, oh, you know, people like there's the there's the cool owls, and they like they bully him a little bit, and uh, and so yeah, it's it's a really interesting story, and I'm excited to see how it all plays out and how it all ends up. Or maybe I would I would imagine. Have not knowing how where this goes from here, I'm maybe probably a third of the way through the game. Yeah. Um. And so, so yeah, yeah. It's a it's a really fun, like gorgeous pixel art. It's got some really um, nice music, that sort of thing, uh, with it as well. So if you're into 2D kind of Metroidvania esque platformers with twin stick shooter kind of vibes, go from there. Not super hard. It's pretty easy as well. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> 
Black Panther. Black Panther. Just saw it. Mm-hmm. We are listening to some of the soundtrack. Yes. And fantastic soundtrack. I was about to say, like, that's the first thing that I wanted to, wanted to mention was like the soundtrack, uh, and in fact, like the music is from the movie and inspired by the movie. Yeah. Um, that element of the soundtrack is amazing as yeah. well. Lots of really good like hip hop uh, and, and rap in there. So it's it's. I will say this: of all of the Marvel movies, yeah, this definitely had like the most unique uh, soundtrack of uh, of of pretty much like the at least the more recent ones. Yeah, like um, that was one thing I actually was going to call this movie out on is I don't think they utilize the soundtrack enough. Like um, I just mentioned, Atomic Blonde, fantastic use of music in that movie, mm-hmm. and it's not like. Um, it's not one of those movies. It's not like a baby, baby Driver, where it's like, okay, we're playing off of the music, but it like comes into play a lot, and they mix it real well. Like it's like, you know, some scenes it just comes out hard, busting. So I'm, I'm thinking specifically like the club scene in this. They go into this club, and the music is like just playing in the really background, and yeah. they don't like put it in your face. I'm like, this should be in my face, mm-hmm. making me like just rock out right now. Yeah, and um, there's a few times where they, like they they uh, where I almost wanted it you almost expect like there to be like a moment where it's like oh it's, it's gonna like bust out all of a sudden so cool yeah right like where it's like oh it's small really now happen. like it's like oh it's small before you get into the room but then you step into the room and here it's big and, and, didn't happen. and, it, and a couple of times it didn't happen but I want to I, like the sound the actual music from it yeah definitely. super like oh, memorable yeah, sure. as well like the themes that uh, that they're playing off of yeah like, I'm, I, and I'm not disputing that I'm just kind of like you know with this great of a soundtrack going in I was expecting a lot more you want it to be front and center man yeah you want it to be front and center and like and I feel like they just kind of played it safe because it's a Marvel movie and they didn't want to do anything too drastic like Atomic Blonde like yeah I don't know why all of a sudden I'm like using that as an example constantly <laughs> But like, that was not a safe movie, you right? Know? Right. Anyway, right. of course. Uh, like, just anyway, just starting off. Yeah, great soundtrack. Could have used it more. Yeah, I, um, uh, I, the I, the vibe of the movie along those lines, like uh, it has a really like definitely a unique style um, to some of the uh, the other Marvel movies. Like whenever you compare it down the line, like it doesn't necessarily like they, they pull in some things from other movies, like the Iron Man kind of esque kind of technology. They use some of that, but then there are like the, these kind of other visual spins and other like uh, meshing of, of, uh, of styles that I, I thought was, uh, was pretty unique. Yeah. I think the, the you know, as, as we st- we're in the spoiler free part. So like the movie is all as a whole, um, like the first, oh man, this is without being too spoilery. With like, I'm not getting any specifics. Mm-hmm. I would say the first third of this movie is just like super formulaic, and I was just like not really into it for the like for the first third because like you see every single thing coming, um, and then they they start like changing things up and mixing it up, and it actually and it gets really really cool. Yeah. Um, I kind of like the whole. Because it's a two-something-hour movie, mm-hmm. um, it's just kind of like, oh gosh, could we just have like tightened up that front end, or, or, you know, made it not so predictable um, at the beginning? Because you know, you got it's and it's even setting up all the characters, and like right. you know, he's going to become the king, and, and that takes twenty minutes, you know, to get to that yeah, point. Yeah, and yeah. They set some things up then that they come back to later, but like I don't think in a better way. What's What's funny is like the the humor in this movie, there was still the Marvel humor, 
but um, kind of sprinkled in, but it didn't really get good until the later parts of the movie. The humor in the beginning, if of there the wa- humor, you if, mean? yeah, if there was any in the beginning, didn't really f- hit right. Um, I don't know. Like I, I there were there were character introductions that I think like they hit. They hit as as well as you would expect them to, but then you get to know each of those. Like as you pull, peel back the layers on the yeah. different characters, some of them. But again, like someone like you know, it's like, oh, here's the quirky scientist, and it's like, all right, it's cool. Does that have to be the first time we introduce some humor into this? Like every other movie. I mean, maybe, but then also like I've the uh, the director Ryan Coogler. I've seen a, a a interview with him where he mentioned that like whenever Marvel initially like approached him about doing the movie or whatever they were like we want this to be a james bond-esque movie and you definitely get those kind of moments within it um there's like two specific things i don't get that at all i mean uh, there's there's like moments that are chunked out that it's like there's like maybe two locations i can think of that is kind of james bondish Whenever we get to spoilers, we'll, right. we'll, we'll discuss. But uh, but yeah, there's like there's there's some some of that going on there, yeah. and like that's that's kind of like I, I can see the point about some of the humor, but it's like yeah. I, I don't necessarily require. And I feel like with with so many Marvel movies, the humor gets out of hand in in so yeah, many. Yeah, for them. sure, true. Um, up until you get to like you know Thor Ragnarok, which yeah. all of the humor in that is my, like my spot like, on. My like brief. If I was gonna summarize this though, real fast, like uh, let's, I mean, I think the acting was done well. I think it was you know. Directed pretty well. Um, uh, I mean, it was a cool, unique story. Like, we haven't seen this kind of story. Um, Definitely. My quick take is uh, great movie. Um, it was uh, well made. Not as fun as I would like it to have been. Um, but all in all, pretty good. Like, if you, it was too much, honestly, like, I don't normally say this about the Marvel movies. It was too like it felt like it was trying to go by, and I guess I would say this about I did say this about Ant Man. It's trying to go by two by the book. Like there, I saw like hints of things that were like, okay, this is what it's trying to do, and I wish it would just go full on this, but it holds itself back. They hold their, themselves back because of like this like Marvel mold they fit things into, and how they have to set things up. And I kind of like on my end, I'm kind of tired of it. You just rather them tell the story they want to tell, like let the creator tell the story they want yes. to tell, rather than fitting it into into yes. the the Marvel cinematic. Yes, I can see that. Um, I think like along those same lines, like it it is incredibly well uh, well acted. I thought it was it was well directed. Um, I do think, like you said, like the back two thirds of the movie does some really unique things from a story perspective yeah, for sure that we haven't seen in Marvel movies or any movie where, or yeah, or any movie. And honestly, like it takes, it takes this, uh, this kind of, uh, power struggle, uh, to the, like to an interesting place where it sets it up as this real, really, which is, I guess why the first third works for me is like, it sets it up as this kind of straightforward, superhero movie we're going to be introducing these characters and all this stuff and then at a certain point it takes a left turn and takes you down this whole rabbit hole of of hey we're you know it's a struggle for power and it's and it's you know who are we gonna put my our allegiances with like the yeah. different the different characters that they've introduced throughout so um so yeah, that, that that part of it, I was like super in, on board with. Yeah. Like the the uniqueness of that story yeah. was super cool. I said go see this movie. Like it's definitely fun. Um, and uh, like I don't 
like you're not going to regret going to see this. Like right. especially in if you're a fan of the Marvel Universe, definitely do it. Fan of superheroes, definitely do it. Yeah. Um. So like, that's it. Like I think most of the things like we're going to end up talking about in the spoilers are just like this. It could have been like there are things that like I feel like hold this back from being a you know like a masterpiece. You know what I mean? Like, and we can go into we'll go into it. Hey, it's a tease for this for the spoiler section. Of course, I say go see this movie. Yeah. Um, and then from for a lot of reasons of like, hey, this is just a good movie. But then also like it's a it's a unique movie within the Marvel Cinematic Universe, yeah, and so it's definitely. like incur. I would love to encourage Marvel to take more risks. Yeah. Um, and you know there are elements of this that are definitely risk, and in a lot of ways, I feel like they had to play it safe in some yeah. areas so that they could take it on you know into to places that haven't been investigated before in the Marvel universe. So Yeah, I mean I you know in terms of its its uniqueness, I would um put it, you know, in the same like box as like Guardians of the Galaxy in terms Agreed. of like how different it is from the mainline um movies up to this point. Um I don't know if I would I wouldn't throw it up there like in terms of Nothing else makes it like Guardians of the Galaxy. Right. No, like, <laughs> this is that. not an apples to apples <laughs> comparison. You know, that's not saying like you're going to go and this is going to be, a, you know, a, a, a talking is, raccoon it, is going to swoop in with right. a giant gun and do anything. You it's know, not, this is, it's not an ensemble team team movie. And it's and it's not intending to be that. No, and, no, yeah, uh, so, yeah. and and that's that's part of its strengths, you know? Yeah. So we say go see this movie. Yeah. The spoiler clock, Chris, mm-hmm. is a winding down. Yeah. We're going to spoil this movie. Yes. In five, four, three, two, one, throw out a spoiler. T'Challa is the Black Panther. He is. <laughs> That's how I think the movie should have ended. So, but they can't do that. Like they, I, I mentioned they to you totally afterwards. Can. No, but they did that with Iron Marvel. Man. No, I know, that's what I'm saying. It's, that's the best. The that's here. Let me lay this out. Okay, that's the best moment in the entire Marvel. Cinematic universe is whenever Tony Stark says, I am Iron Man. And you have, right now, you have a situation where I think within a couple movies, Tony Stark's going to be dead. Mm-hmm. That's my prediction. Mm-hmm. I think Tony Stark is dying. I also think Captain America is dying. Um, I definitely think they're positioning uh, some of the other characters um, to be part of the Avengers and to be like the main so, the main core of it. We need someone another rich, you know, like guy with a lot of technology to kind of take that, you know, like leadership mantle or I'm going to declare myself a superhero. <laughs> I think it honestly like I think you just cut it just barely short of him saying it. To in both that's what of I mean. It was implied. I'm like, well, just say it at this point. But that's my thing. Is like, I don't. You're I don't, in front of the United Nations. I am Black Panther. My thought <laughs> is that you can't. As from a from a storytelling perspective, I wouldn't want to do that because somebody else has it's already fine. done it. It's fine. I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna die on this hill. I'm just. I wish <laughs> that that would have happened. Um. So jumping into this movie, yeah. real quick. Uh, so the James Bond things, the casino, yeah, definitely for sure. What's the other one? So talking to him and his sister, talking about like it w- is very directly like derivative of like a, a James Bond and Q. Which which one? Um, at the very beginning, where he's like, oh. "Hey, kick the suit." Here's these other yeah, this gadgets. Yeah, yeah. We literally like went, walked that, over oh, and touched on like four sure, different gadgets. That's in every other like movie who has a like you know, it's in Mission Impossible. It's not all like 
right but i mean that's I don't what I'm think it's, it's a like, direct callback it's like a callback to a spy movie yeah for sure like uh you know I, don't and I guess like for me like no other no other superhero movie aside from maybe uh captain america the first captain america um which is also trying to be like a sort of a spy-esque movie because he's going behind enemy lines it happens in every stuff. tony stark movie where he's like hey look at this new suit what i, what I see what i taught uh, but not like a direct like someone someone is like giving someone else these sure. this technology. That was an every Mission Impossible movie. But yeah, that's a spy movie. Okay, uh, yeah, sure. I'm just saying that this is not like that's. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, those. Two, I don't think James Bond. Every single time I see somebody like explaining what these gadgets do. Whenever we walked into the casino, James Bond isn't technically until we got to like uh, Goldeneye and Pierce Brosnan, he was not a gadgets guy. Yeah, I guess. But like at the same time, like that's what I thought of whenever that was mm. happening. And then we walk into a casino and I'm like, oh man, this is exactly okay. what's going on right now. Um, the casino part I get. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And that, that almost Although feels... I, I wish he'd actually played some... So in... That's the scene I wish that they had had the music rocking in. Yeah, that's the scene that I... Because it, it's the uh, it's the, that song we played at the beginning of our review here. They could have... They Such a fought, cool song. Fought to the music. Um, the, the one that they did fight to the music with the uh, where he was outside in the car. Like, oh, that, was that was cool. was yeah. awesome. I know. That's, oh, that's I, that, those are the more moments where I was like, oh, man, this is such a cool movie. Yeah, uh, but like I still go back to the two, like... Um, It's a cool movie. I think it could have been cooler. Yeah, of course. Well, there's a lot of movies that could be, especially in the Marvel universe, that it's like, well, well like, Ant-Man thing, like, could have been cooler. Okay, so like whenever, you know, like the, um, the times whenever I felt it was cool most of the time was whenever uh, they were like positioning Eric as king and uh, like, I don't know, whenever he's like walking up to the throne and stuff like that. Like, why didn't we do cool shots like that with... T'Challa, whenever he was becoming king, why is he just this kind of like I'm wearing sandals kind of guy? Like, and we don't. I thought make that him, was hilarious. It was hilarious. We don't make him cool, you yeah. know. Like we make him this. I mean, his father said, you know, like you're too, you're you're a good person. It's hard for for a good person to be king or whatever. But like, okay, that I don't know. We I feel like we could have made him more than he was i think this this though is the story about how he becomes that because they're at the end like whenever you see him in front of like the un and things like that where he's walking and he's put together and he's like there it's like that's whenever it's like he's truly accepted the mantle of king on himself is is at the end of the movie so this is almost for me was like him becoming that yeah i don't i don't know if it was like him finally accepting the mantle of king i think he accepted it i think it was like you know, he's opening up Wakanda to help the world not be so isolated, not be so standoffish. I think those are those are themes that they're just you know, that, that that are different from him becoming, you know, like a full on king. It's it's him making decisions that his like his father didn't make and his grandfather didn't make, you know, and like all the kings before him, um, because he finally sees the the benefit to it mm-hmm. at the same time whenever we did have uh him like whenever we went into the uh the like sp- the the spirit universe or whatever whenever we bury him in yeah, the yeah. sand and like he appears there like that all felt like really yeah. uh like visually stunning as well as like he oh yeah i mean whenever like i got chills whenever oh, yeah. his whenever his father was like why are you bowing yeah. you're king yeah. You know, and like the, that moment right there, I was like, oh man, this, well, that, that's so well, awesome. That's, like, you know, like, yes, I think that's the point whenever he, he realized, oh, right, I don't have to bow to anyone anymore. Um, I do want to say the visuals in this, 
stunning, mm-hmm. um, especially the uh, the opening animation sequence that where you know like he's telling the story yep. of Wakanda. Yeah, with that the, was uh, amazing. With the the vibranium kind of. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what you'd call it, like, but it's the vibranium that they're right. They're shaping uh, yeah, I forget and doing what she calls stuff. it. Like his sister calls it something. Yeah. Um. I don't know what it like. It's just like the same thing that um they sit in whenever they're driving the cars or flying the helicopters or whatever. Um. It's that, that same kind of weird like vibranium stuff. Yeah. Which I loved that idea too. That the entire well, city and everything is built around this kind of one one thing. Yeah, and that kind of well, and that kind of goes to the coolness factor too. Like all that stuff was really really cool. Yeah, I loved it. I kind of would like wanted to play that up more, you know, like, like, so for instance, like the, the soldiers at the end, they have those like cloaks that are actually shields. I'm like, that's cool. They just all of a sudden have them though. There's not like, you know, you think about, um, the first time and I can't believe I'm quoting this as a good, good example, but like first time you see like, uh, some of the droids in, um, star Wars episode one and yeah. then all of a sudden they have these shields and like shield, shield, you know, like, or you think about 300, you know, like whenever they like lock shields and stuff like that, it's very like we are concentrating on what these shields do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I would have loved to see that kind of stuff with this technology, like showcase it. It's awesome. Yeah. Like showcase it a little more. The uh, the other, the only other like visual thing that I wasn't super pleased with was the final battle, like some of the CG yeah, within that. Yeah, it was that. awful. Like they should have just rendered it for longer. It was off. No, I don't, and that's not a thing. Like it's just like they just need to do a better job. Like yeah. this stuff, I don't know. This is the this is the kind of stuff that um, I'm going to lay out there. Sometimes I am wildly disappointed in what Industrial Light and Magic does. And, and it mainly manifests itself in these kinds of large, full-on CG battle sequences. Like the entire thing is CG. Yes. Yeah. It's like, okay, so Black Panther's on the horn of this rhino, and he's swinging around. Like, this just looks awful. It looks awful. Like, it was, it was, I cannot express to you how terrible it looks. And, like, that's and the large kind of scale battle things. Like, we've seen it happen far better than that before and so yeah. it's like and and whether it was industrial light and magic in the past it's like it doesn't matter it's like it just sometimes it looks great other times it doesn't and this I mean, was one I, of the times I where can't it didn't quote, necessarily quote the specific movies but like on a consistent basis whenever crappy things like that show up in movies most likely i see industrial light and magic at the end as like okay that's why they do also do a lot of movies true and, and they don't so, you know like you know <laughs> and so like there are obvious hits and misses though you know for sure. and, and so yeah but also this, this is, is a minor gripe the text all of it looks like they just like blew up text for the captions because you could see all the it was all pixelated oh, yeah you yeah, could yeah. see all the jagged edges i'm like come on guys yeah. i cannot almost like it. you just turn on the closed captioning on your tv or whatever at yeah home, they used know. live type from back in the day <laughs> and just blew it up the uh the final climax the final battle like like i just i wanted to, at that point i was like well let me just see where this is going yeah. because it really was inevitably going to end the way that it did with uh with with black panther and killmonger right. going and head to just, head and you just wanted to get, to get to that point and like and i loved the idea that we took the change of venue we dove down inside the mountain and it's like whenever that happened i was like yeah this yeah that i i'm glad that we're down here now yeah um and so i like well it's a little more focused like for a while there i'm like what is even happening and like that's you know that that's one of those things where it's like well this is an excellent story 
beat, but it's not like delivered in necessarily the best, yeah. best visual way. Right. Um, and uh, and so yeah, and th- th- there's a lot of th- there was there was that moment that was that way, and there's been, there was a couple other times like throughout the thing where I'm like, like the first twenty minutes where yeah. it's like, hey, this is a cool way to set up this fifth tribe that is like standoffish that exactly. doesn't belong, and like they're a threat. They're like he almost takes him out, and so like it sets them up really well. Um, but it does take a little bit too long, yeah. and so like and and but that paid off, dra- like really well. Paid off end, really well. Dude. Well, that's the thing. Like so, by the end, this guy, this person, you know, like you feel like okay, he's got a really cool personality or whatever like that. You know, like even though if you if you don't like him, he still you know like at least feels developed and cool. But like you don't you don't get any of that in the beginning, and I don't think it's necessarily on purpose. That he doesn't, he just feels like a throwaway character at the beginning. He obviously like is not as big of a threat as like Killmonger was. Yeah. Um. And so like I think they also used those two battles uh, to frame like this is what the skill level of like the you know T'Challa is has right. And so they show off. Oh, he can fight regardless mm-hmm. of having the Black Panther uh, flower. Yeah. And uh, but then later on he's going against Killmonger, and then Killmonger like obviously like dispatches with him fairly fairly easily and right. and once he is shown mercy um which was really interesting yeah. um and I, I like those those moments are really cool to me well like, once we talk like as long as we're talking like, like those kinds of like decisions you know like i feel like we didn't really even see the ramifications of like whenever so when black panther has claw there in south korea and you know, like and he's i guess about to kill him and you know she's like hey the world's watching like we don't really see like we kind of set things up like that that we'd never really see pay off like it's like the the answer is oh well let's just let's try to just take him back so I can kill him somewhere else, <laughs> and that's like I, the the push pull like I I enjoyed that moment because we set that up earlier whenever we entered the uh, the casino where he literally said himself uh, T'Challa said we can't afford a yeah a, a fight and then they get into one. And then he's all in at the end and somebody else stops him. And like, so like they almost have this weird role reversal of like, he's, he just gets, you know, the, the fury in him. Well, but like, okay, so so say that had, I'm going to go back to something we talked about earlier. Um, Say throughout the movie, somehow they'd illustrated that like everyone's, you know, cause I don't know that how many people actually saw Black Panther whenever he was um, in civil war. Like how many people, like who know, how many people actually know about him? Well, now he's all over the internet. You know, kind of like how you would, you know, like they illustrated that Spider-Man's all over the internet because um, he videotapes himself, puts him up there. But like <laughs> now there's, um, there was probably like what, 40 people standing there with their phones recording him. Like people would be like, who is this Black Panther? Who is this guy? What is happening? You know, like chaos in South Korea. Um, and then at the end, had he been like, that was, I am the Black Panther, then that would have been a payoff. Because like the whole world's trying to figure out who is this person. I also think like from along those lines, there's the theme throughout this of like secrecy of like they're trying to to hide and 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 protect themselves from the rest of the world and also protect the rest of the world from them at the same time. Yeah. And so that push pull like is just yeah. a theme that runs throughout. And in, I mean, I I would imagine that they want to leave it open for civil war to kind of usher in the visibility of, of the new superheroes to the rest of the world. Cause like at this point, like you can still like write it off as, Oh, this was just some rogue, uh, rogue superhero operation yeah. with some unknowns um, in South Korea. You know, the, uh, the only other story beat like that, a uh, plot point that I was like, nah, um, whenever, 
Eric shows up. He demands that they fight to the death. And T'Challa just agrees. Like, I think it would have been more intriguing that he'd be forced into it. Like, if he knew that, hey, if I show up and I, like, there's some kind of, like, um, that if I challenge him, he must fight me, some kind of thing, some kind of tradition or law. Like, it just felt weird. It's like, why? In well, isn't that what it was? Like, no. that's what they said. Like, no. that's what somebody was like, he's by his rights to challenge him. Yeah, but you don't have to agree. Like, that was the thing. He agrees to do it. Like, because they were like, don't agree, don't do it. And then he's like, I accept. But I think in that situation, you kind of are forced into it because the politics of. You're the, you're the king. Kick him out. <laughs> like, we just, we already established, hey, you don't have to bow to anybody earlier whenever he's talking to his father. Like, you are the king. You can make the decision. Like, they, if, you know, he, he had his shot, basically. Like, they, if he showed up and challenged him earlier, that would have worked. Like that was that's the time to challenge the 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 point appointment of this new king. Hmm. Is at least what from what from the rules that they set up in this world, like that's what they did. Um but to me it, it felt it's like, okay, this it's like a you know it's all gonna turn south. So as a viewer, you're like, this is well, not as a go viewer, well. you know it's gonna turn south. Well, yeah, and, but like but they he, don't. But he should too. Like this guy shows up and he's all like, hey, I'm going to challenge you, and I've killed all these people. Blah 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 blah. I think at that point, though, there's still the there's still the the question hanging in the air, especially over T'Challa, about like what do what does he owe this person, or what does this person, you know, because like his father killed this his brother, sure, and like this kid, he, this guy's some, father, maybe he feels some guilt for it, but and he's still kind of trying to come to terms with that, and that's what with him being put under the second time calls into question, where he's like, I don't have to listen to my father or agree with any of the past uh, kings of, yeah. you know, Wakanda here. So and that's whenever he goes in and he basically like the, the conversation there with between him and Killmonger, whenever they're fighting on the train tracks, like in the trains running by and he talks about, Hey, you're becoming everything that you hate. That whole conversation there, I don't think could have, or like T'Challa just didn't have that. Hadn't come to that realization whenever he accepted the challenge. Sure, I mean, they just, they, but they, yeah, they just don't do a good job of like, hey, here's the motivation for accepting this. Hmm. See, it, I didn't, I didn't feel me. that way, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I assumed it, that, hey, it, there's going to be it, a split. If, you already have uh, somebody who, you know, one of the one of the four tribes has already said like, hey, I'm not okay with you the way you're you're being right. King. So they left and did their own thing, rather than continually. Like, otherwise, no, no, no. no. Every, I'm talking about every his, single time, his friends, the. Uh, I'm talking about the 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 rhino uh, tribe. Okay, what about them? So you'd already like that that leader had already expressed that hey you you aren't leading this our people the way that we I want you to, and so you already have like dissension among the people that you're trying to to lead. And so if he hadn't accepted that challenge, if he hadn't taken on that, because literally that guy brought in Killmonger and was like, hey, no, this yeah, is we'll, we'll this copy. is the guy. Um, True, but I don't think that that's going to like that's not a, a good enough motivation to like accept this guy's challenge to the death, you know. I mean, because they also didn't like, like it. Also, make more sense if it's like, hey, if T'Challa was just this, like, hey, he's just real cocky. He's like this headstrong kind of guy who just does whatever he wants. Like, none of that really kind of even comes across if they're trying to even set up that. Hmm. Like, it just it just feel if it, it feels like you know this the paper thin 
excuse for this plot point to get this other guy in power. I'll just disagree. That's yeah, okay. That's, that's fine. Um, and the, then, and again, that's my only other like, yeah, you know, gripe with it, like with with the, with the plot, is that one. I mean, yeah, I think they just could have handled that a little bit better. Possibly, we can I mean, still get to the same point for sure. Um, the thing that right before that, the, I was I had a question in my mind of like, why did Killmonger just kill the uh, uh, Claw? And it's like you have that go down, and I was like, "Oh man, what just happened?" I well, feel like, I, I, like, where is this even going? What is the, what is the this villain's this villain's plan? Why didn't he kill him early? Like, why wait till then? Because he needed he needed T'Challa to fail to capture him, in order to then bring him in and say, "T'Challa failed you. I have seems, succeeded." Seems so. Back like, me as king. It seems so circumstantial. Like you're just waiting for this one thing to. But possibly happen. Even like he knew it was going to happen. Whenever like, he had Claw steal the uh, the vibranium in the beginning, he said they're going to come for that. Right. Be ready whenever they do. Right. And so he sets up. He's essentially set up this guy the along the entire way. And like I loved that moment where I was like, it's this twist of like, because I was confused. I was like, why would you kill this guy? What's going on? Yeah, but that, then whenever he drags his body all the way to Wakanda, that seems super and goes, weird. Hey, though. here, I that, that I needed this to happen. Super weird though, until unless he's like actually talks to Wakabi or something like that before, like to know that hey, if he doesn't catch, um, if if T'Challa doesn't catch, uh, what is his name again? Claw. Claw. Then. Then he's gonna be like I can. Then I can manipulate people into like that's just like how, how unless he has a spy on the inside, that's hard to just assume, make an assumption that that would happen, that the, that end result would happen. I mean, I feel like he like the 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 excuse there though is that he's trained in doing and just destabilizing these uh, governments. <laughs> sure. Okay. But like at the same time, like that's absolutely going to happen though. Like because he knows that Claw is a wanted person from from the Wakanda people because his father was the one who hired Claw to steal the vib- vibranium in the first place back however many years ago that got his father killed. Yeah, I know that he he understands like what it means that he's out there. I think. Yeah. Um, I totally get that. I don't know. Is just... the rest of it seems like. Some somehow he's making wild, wildly accurate assumptions about the inner workings of this uh, hidden monarchy. That I don't know. It's just ah, it's weird. I totally totally buy it. I loved it. It was awesome. Um, all in, like I like the like I want to end on a positive note. Like I mean, I, I really like the I like the. the the world that they created, I like the 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 traditions and the, the just like the. It felt very like a lot of things. It reminded me of like Gladiator. Reminded me, it did remind me of like um, three hundred in some ways. Like just the, the 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 world and traditions that they set up for Wakanda. It's a very cool place, mm-hmm. um, and like I want to see more of that for sure. So I guess like where do we go from from here? Like in the Marvel universe. I mean, I mean, we've got we've got the Civil War coming up, and at the ending. No, not Civil War. No, oh, sorry, Infinity War. Yeah, Infinity War. Yeah, yeah. all the wars, Chris. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, we saw Bucky at the end, which I thought was really interesting and also yeah, and strange. I, and I forgot about that call back, like or that call out earlier in the movie where she said something like, "This is an, I'm fixing up 
or healing or whatever. She said, I'm fixing up another white man or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, I don't know who the first one was. Really? Well, was, uh, well, I, well, yeah, I totally forgot. I think that was, like, in, wasn't it an end credit sequence of Civil War? Or was that literally like, was that in the actual movie? Because like, it's, it's hard for me to remember. It was an after credit sequence, after credit sequence, I think. Um, at the, I think it was at the very end. Yeah. Where, like, I guess, I think it was Cap and Bucky show up and then you, all you see is T'Challa. Because like right before that, you can come through the mist which this place was a lot less misty this time, but you come through the mist and you see the uh, the jaguar, and um, then you see Bucky, Cap, and T'Challa, and that's kind of the end. Yeah, from what I remember. Yeah, I. Uh, whenever she said that, I totally I was like, oh yeah, because Bucky's got to be here at some place, yeah. and I'm like, I don't know what is going, like why he's necessarily still there. I I almost well, assumed. Hiding him. I also almost assumed that like Cap would be around here somewhere too, you know, not yeah. necessarily they'd be involved in the action, but like that like they would allude to the fact that like they're hiding out there. I mean, we've always said the, that whole thing though; they don't do a good job of explaining where the other heroes are. If they're not hiding here, like if if that Cap's team is not hiding in yeah. Wakanda, like where I guess they're just underground somewhere. I mean, even if they were hiding in Wakanda, I feel like that would create more like it, it would. Uh, put more of a spotlight on where Bucky is. Cause I don't think that like Bucky's an internationally hunted. That's individual. true. Like, well, I think they are like, so, to maybe I think, I think that as long as they're in hiding, I don't think people care. Right. You know, as long as they don't come out and cause problems, right. Bucky, they will f- try to find. Yeah. Cause he blew up. Well, he assassinated e- every, like yeah, a bunch of people. Yeah, exactly. So, and he's been at it since like World War II, apparently. Right. You know, it's right. like, oh my gosh. Yeah. There's so many reasons why everybody yeah. would want want Bucky. I feel like you uh, you know the uh, so Claw. He. I feel like you know they kind of established. You can use some of that mining material. Like I feel like they're gonna give Bucky a new arm, some kind of new arm or something like that that can do crazy things. Vibranium arm. Yeah. Another vibranium arm because wasn't, wasn't his other arm vibranium? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So he's gonna give him another arm. Um, that's something like, like the, what's what's what I thought I would see we would see in this is that the soul stone would end up in Wakanda. I thought we would see see that as well. We and, didn't. And it gives them a reason cuz like you've seen the trailers for Infinity War, it looks like we're in Wakanda yeah. fighting. Um otherwise I don't understand why Thanos would show up in Wakanda. That's something with this movie specifically that we didn't like we didn't necessarily set up for the next movie really other than the bucky scene there at the end yeah and like that's not weird to me i'm actually happy that we didn't yeah you know it almost seemed like the only uh thing that we had to get to was some sort of a resolution here um i did think it was interesting in the action like how quickly the like everything fell apart there like all the different tribes are fighting each other and all this stuff like with with this like how how and, and so potentially that destabilization of this country could cause some other drama for another black panther movie or for another like um like for the for the avengers in some way like yeah it'll be interesting to see like as we move forward through the through the uh the cinematic universe like how wakanda's entry into the rest of the world actually plays out um, yeah whether we'll see characters from this movie show up in other movies or um, whether like this will be start being the main focal point for a lot of things. Like 
what was interesting was like the the big battle at the end kind of just like really just took place in this one little field outside of the the town. Like, yeah, I would have. It would have been cool to see some like fighting in a city or like just like actual city life beyond just walking through this one market. Yeah, it definitely you know? feels feels a lot like um, Destiny in that way, where like Destiny, you were up in the tower and you're kind of looking mm-hmm. down over this city and you never really interact really directly with the city. Um, And so it would have been nice to kind of interact directly with the city. It will be interesting to see also what the technology of Wakanda entering the rest of the world does to the Marvel universe. Yeah. Um, Both from like an arms perspective, like a weapon perspective, as well as a, uh, just overall, like, hey, their structures obviously looked way more advanced uh, technologically. Yeah, their, te- their technology in general. Yeah, and, and so if we start seeing that influence uh, throughout the rest of the, the other movies on Earth. I mean, of course, with Infinity War, we're going to enter another alien civilization, enter in the Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, we're going to bring all of these crazy technologically advanced things right. to Earth. And so it's like, I mean, maybe... Maybe not directly, like you wouldn't necessarily be draw, able to draw the line directly to this moment of like, we're going to start seeing our technology out. But I do think we'll probably see more um, technology out there in the Marvel well, she's, universe. You know, she references, like you reference hover bikes, you know, and like, okay, well, if you open up the rest of the world, like, why not just give the rest of the world hover bikes? It's like, there's no reason not to. Well, I mean, and like, I, yeah, I mean, th- that's that's kind of the stuff that I'm talking about, where it's like, well, we're going to start seeing some of this stuff in ca- in other movies. Like, could we see like a hoverbike chase in, you know, the next Captain America or yeah, the next I like whatever? Totally see that. Um, and that's really cool. I love that idea. Um, I think still okay. So as far as the action perspective on this one, I still like the car stuff. Like, because we had the car scene there in Civil War with yeah. with Black Panther, and that was the coolest part of that movie. Right. And so I was kind of looking for that kind of over in this movie and definitely got it. Yeah. Which was awesome. Yeah. My only complaint there is I would love to have seen more, you know. Yeah. More yeah. of Black Panther in action. I loved the uh, some of the the character dynamics between like him and his sister, especially in that scene, like yeah. where it's like they're you know, oh yeah, she's definitely. doing the car thing from elsewhere or whatever. But those are the still, best parts like, of the movie. They're still like bantering. There's yeah. still like there's this uh, there's this element of like personality and. Well, no, I feel there. like that, you know there's a lot of deep lore there, like that you know that you can just dive into that you know we just haven't we haven't fleshed out yet. You know, like a I mean I'm all, I to, I'm totally on board for. Um, whatever they do with Black Panther two, yeah, um, and and I'm I'm all for them broadening the kind of their horizons or staying like focused on Wakanda. It doesn't really even matter, like because it's such an interesting place. Yeah, and I think like the I was it was nice that we had a very like core cast of this as well. We really had like focused pretty heavily on like the same kind of four or five characters. Like mm-hmm. it's a really large cast. Like there are some you know, the ancillary characters, but we really did have kind of a focus on uh, really T'Challa, his sister and uh, Nakia and Okoye. Yes. Um, but yeah, they're just that kind of core character focus is nice. Um, we yeah. really got to know them pretty well. Yeah, I agree. All right. <sighs> Ready to rate this thing? I think so. What do you rate this, Chris? I'm going to give this an 8.5. 8.5. I like it. That's exactly what I was going to do as well. Yeah, 8.5, man. Yep. I want to see more. I want to see more like this in the Marvel I see, Universe. Yeah, I, wanna, I definitely want to. Take wanna, more risks, yes, please, I'll, like this. I'll, I don't know how much we'll get that, though. It's, uh, I don't know. We'll, and, and we'll I, like, see. And I have trouble, like, the, the biggest trouble I have with, like, you know, like, even, I think, you know, looking back to, like, Ant-Man... Um, is just like what I don't like having to do is go into a movie and be like, well, 
I can't expect this because it's a Marvel movie. Mm-hmm. I, I just want it to be a good movie. Right. Forget about like all the like weird trappings of it being a Marvel movie. You know, like you look at even, you know, Doctor Strange, super formulaic. It very like, much was. It was a good movie, but super formulaic, you know? Yeah. Um, so I don't, you know. This definitely like the, once we got out of that formulaic, like introductions and part. stuff, it's like a, it became, it became cool. Like I was, yeah. I was like, this is like, this is what I was looking for. Like, this is the, the superhero movie that I've been wanting, you know, but it's like you, I, I almost don't even want to have to get out of the way of that stuff. Like, I don't want that to have to be there almost at all. No, I don't either. Um, well, and that's the thing. Like, that's what I wrestle with, even like with, with rating it. It's like, well, you know, in terms of Marvel movies. This was a really good movie. Yeah. But, you know, like pitting it up against like other things that aren't as formulaic as this. Like, you know, we talked about Baby Driver earlier. Baby Driver. Something like that. Yeah. Um, something like, you know, Wind River. Uh, that's a completely different genre. But, yeah. you know. Yeah. Blade Runner. You put it against those movies and you're just kind of like, okay. You know, there's just like a different, a different set of rules, different bar that we kind of have in our minds for it. And I don't know if I really like that that anymore it's it's hard like it's a hard balance to to have like because they and i think whenever we talked about like the fox deal with disney like we talked about how like disney wants to make lots of money and like not just little bits of money or make like like a logan or like a deadpool or something like that they, they like to make big blockbuster movies and so like they, they play it fairly safe in those those movies that they make big bets on. They want to pay off big, they play it fairly safe. And so in my mind, like if if this one it it seems like it was more of a more like out there than some of their other stuff. And Guardians was definitely like a step in the in that direction back in the day too. And that one paid off. Hopefully this one pays off. I think it will. Like it supposedly yeah. is 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 like the projections people have on like how well this one's gonna pay off is it's gonna pay off. So I my my hope is that between this, Ragnarok and uh and like Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. like we start entering in more um diverse kind of stories that we're telling well, I mean, through okay, the well, Marvel universe. But this is the thing, like Marvel pretends like they're doing that. They pretend that uh Winter Soldier is a spy movie. They pretend that Ant-Man is a, is a heist movie. That's true. Okay, stop saying we want something like this and just create that. You mm. know what I mean? I see. Like, it, it's imitation is not the same as the 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 original thing. You know? Yeah, and I think like where you run into like where um, the Winter Soldier did not transcend the uh, <laughs> the spy kind of wannabe wannabe like cold war thriller right thing no like it didn't transcend because that. they don't they 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 bump right up against it but they right. don't like and cross then, the line and then ant-man didn't transcend the uh the heist movie wannabe kind of heist movie kind of things right whereas this like i feel like transcended the kind of bond trappings and like we like we called out with the second and third act where it's like those are the those are the moments where it's like this is bigger than what they maybe originally right, intended. True. Well, uh, true, and like, and I don't think they wanted a James like oh, you said. I don't think they wanted a specific like we want this to be James Bond. No, right. I don't think that was it at all. Well, and then at the same time, like I also somewhat have a problem with like the studio being like like enforcing this on top of a creator anyway. Hey, we want this know? to be this. We we want this to be a this. You know, where yeah. it's like you want the creator to kind of create what they do. But then, like, but in this situation, who's the creator? 
like with the Marvel universe. You, yeah, I mean, we've talked about this with Star Wars too. Like, is the director? I don't like unless you're Ryan Johnson. Apparently, like you don't get to do whatever the heck you want to do. I mean, yeah, that's true. I mean, well, at the same time with Star Wars specifically, like it seemed like JJ did whatever he kind of wanted to do, and like the mainline movies get to do what they want to do. But unless maybe you're Colin Trevorrow. Well, but then the uh, anthology movies don't necessarily. Um, get to do that because they're filling in gaps that are specific like they've got planned out for some reason. yeah i think there are maybe some directors like you look at you know that's why you take edgar wright off of ant-man you know the marvel universe definitely has like this like iron grip on like where things need to be iron man 2 is a carbon copy of iron man 1 from top to bottom yeah and if i'm john favreau i'm like i don't want to do this again mm-hmm. i mean it's a lot of time too you know and that, that sort of thing where whereas like Something like Thor Ragnarok, it's like that to that's, me. Like, that's the like. That's why that's one of my favorite Marvel. Uh, after Iron Man, yeah, my second favorite Marvel movie Thor is Thor Ragnarok, and my third is the original Guardians of the Galaxy. Like those three movies, they picked something like we're going to be this, and they were that. Yeah, I mean, and that's, they leaned full on into it. Yeah, it leaned really hard into it, and then and that's partially because like they don't touch anything else like they they at the time that they were this made didn't it either you know and that's that's where i'm like i kind of wish like ant-man didn't have to i, I hope that whatever black panther 2 because there will inevitably be a black panther 2 and and that sort of thing i hope they lean into the things that made black panther great yeah they lean into that well, and maybe saying, lean like, farther away from it lean being, into the royalty it, lean into the lore lean into the, like the mythology behind this place kind of like you did with thor yeah and thor ragnarok lean, well, in, lean into those characters as well like there's so many good like good relationships in in this movie that like yeah. it's like man i just want to i want to learn more i want to see what that's like yeah and i thought i mean there's there was really good things with like the backstory of um the the backstory of the, the brothers and like what was happening there and yeah. like this was taking place in um oakland and all that kind of, like i loved those kind of beats and those yeah those stories um and that's why I liked like so we mentioned like there uh we the him coming to the uh UN or whatever like that was like the tag on ending like after the yeah. the the I guess the first set of credits then they ran it's like a mid credit sequence I think yeah. is what they call them now. We're doing like mid credits, we're doing post credits. It's like all over the place now. Yeah. Um but like that's why I kind of I, I liked where they I got to thinking about it. I almost thought that that should have been the ending, where it's like that should have been like what they put before the credits started rolling. But like I actually like ending it in Oakland yeah, there too. because we started it there. Yeah, I do. And I it's do really too. like it's it kind of like takes it and makes it this really complete package of yeah. like that beginning, uh, the beginning scene all the way down. You know, you see I agree. in the middle of the movie, you in fact see more there, and then you yeah. see where where that building and that neighborhood is after the fact yeah. too. I mean, like I think my. Um, what I was trying to get at is that those scenes are what make this movie special mm-hmm. and those kinds of like stories. It's not giant armored rhinos. Like, and then, and why are we wasting our time on it then? You know, mm-hmm. like it focus the movie down. Like you look at like, this was kind of sci-fi esque, but like you look at a movie like arrival, super focused movie thought that that would be like way more like expansive than it was. No, super focused. Great mm-hmm. movie. Independence Day 2, super huge, terrible movie. Mm-hmm. You know, like the more focus you think, like Fences was one of the best movies of last year with uh, Denzel Washington. It took place in one house. Mm-hmm. I don't even, no, I think maybe we saw him go to work once and maybe to church, 
and that was like because it's a it was based on a play, but like it's real focused. And mm-hmm. It's man, like the more you can focus your movie and get just rid of just stuff <laughs> that doesn't belong and doesn't support or um, enhance the main point you're trying to make. I don't know that it's worth it. You know. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Like we, I was uh, talking to somebody earlier this week, and they're like, oh, "I haven't seen Thor and Ragnarok. Do you think that I will need to see that before I see this movie?" No. And I was like, "No, I don't <laughs> think so." But like, even the fact that that question has to be asked with right. the Marvel universe yeah. is is a problem because it's it, frustrating. Because well, it does sometimes. Like you know, try to watch. I've said this before. I don't like. I mean, everyone knows my feelings, but like, watch Civil War out of context. Yeah. Give give someone who's never seen the Marvel universe tell them to watch Civil War. And they will tell you that was an awful movie. Well, they'll, they'll be like, they'll be so lost that like, how <laughs> so do you lost. how do you even follow that plot without knowing what's no, going on? No clue. And that's uh, like the the Marvel universe is so expansive and so large right now, and you have to wa- have watched potentially like up to what twenty two or twenty one movies, twenty movies, yeah. whatever it is, whatever the count is right now. Right. Like you potentially have to watch that many movies. Well, that's and why it's, like, it's better for them to do like movies like this that are. Not necessarily. This wasn't really an origin. I guess it was. It was an origin story because this is him becoming king. Yeah. But this wasn't or- an origin of him becoming Black Panther. But they explain what Black Panther is in this. Yeah. So I mean, that's why they have to have things like this. Otherwise, who like no one has an entry point. I like, I have a friend whose husband um, has said that <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. Was this one? Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy is his Star Wars. I'm like. The one that just like blows my mind, but like that's crazy to me. Like that's the that, so his entry point into the Marvel universe is Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, so you just throw enough of these out there so that you can continually get people into your your pipeline. And I guess that's how like comic books have always worked. You sure, know, yeah, where it's true. like, oh, I'm interested in the Superman comic, and then that's how like you know DC and Marvel have come on the whole like universe event, you know, and like yeah. every year inevitably we have some gigantic universe event that includes all of your favorite characters, yeah. and no individual character really gets the time of day, but like your your characters are in there, so everybody yeah. buys. So like maybe you know the Guardians of the Galaxy, the Thors, like this movie, like the, like you said, these are on ramps for what will inevitably be like the next Avengers yeah. movie. It's just, and it, like to go back to, you know, kind of like put a bow on this, it's like to go back around, that's just so weird mm-hmm. because with, I like, guess it's, it's rare, like I don't think, there's, there's no other franchise that I have to do that with. Like whenever I give something like this an 8.5, I don't have to throw it through a bunch of filters, you know, in terms of like, well, how does this fit in the Marvel universe, and what kind of who, who, what studio is making this, and yeah. what are they, what are the trappings of every single one of these that I don't want to, like, I'll complain about, but I don't want to, like, you know, knock it for it because I know it's always going to be in there. Those types of things, I hate that kind of stuff. Well, and this, and like the only franchises that I really ask, was this a studio decision or was this the creatives' decision, right? is Marvel. And so like that is that in and of itself, that question, just that question entering my brain of like, this isn't necessarily the art that the artists really wanted to like necessarily put in front of me. It it potentially has these asterisks by it. Like, I don't know. I think I have that. I think it, I I don't think it's studio based. I think it's property based. Like, and it's mainly something that's based off another property. Hmm. Why? I don't, Interesting. I, I yeah, think, I guess that I th- makes sense. I think the reason we haven't had a good video game movie is because the studio is way too involved in it. Like, or, like this has to have this, this, and this, or the fanboys yeah. are going to go crazy. Like, no, make it a good movie. Yeah, I mean, I guess you're right. Like, if it's based on a previous property and 
someone has like a tight grip on what that property is. Right. Um, interesting. Yeah. Lord, so so Lord I guess of the it Rings. does, it does expand. No one really cared. I don't think what he did, you know, in Lord of the Rings, like whatever Hobbit. Yes. Cause this, we're dumping crap tons of money into this and this needs to be a cash cow. So we're going to make this into three movies and we're going to put in this storyline with orcs. And right. But that's so like Peter Jackson anyway, too. Like of like, let's just make a, a, a battle sequence that lasts an entire movie. Like, from what from what other actors who were like Aragorn, like what from what he has said about like the the Lord of the Rings trilogy was like, man, it, we are lucky that like Fellowship of the Ring was as light as it was on all that stuff. True, agreed. Yes, I, I just think a part of it is you know like when when otherwise Peter Jackson would have turned the Lord of the Rings into six movies. True, true. The first time around. It's interesting or also. King Kong into a trilogy. I'm thinking of other franchises and uh, the uh, the current Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. That, that I'm exactly. also, it's the same thing with yep. me where it's like, they obviously wanted this to be a, a larger story, not just like a one-off kind of a movie. So like, how do we, you know, we need to insert, we need to insert this, you know, ongoing story with uh, with Grindelwald and all this yeah. stuff in there too. And, so. I, and I'd love to, like we had this discussion at the was it end of last year with Jared like and I I'd, I'd love to hear what the general kind of populace how they feel like the general moviegoer mm-hmm. what is the what is the everyday you know moviegoer think like do they get tired of it too I don't know I don't know I mean obviously not tired of it enough to not go see the you know the the next one that comes out or whatever yeah um and honestly, like th- these movies, like a lot of times, like you watch them and it's like, well, it was, it was fine. And like, I think that's good enough for a lot of people. And like, but if you're looking at it and you're going, mm-hmm. you're wanting it to be like a transcendent thing, something that changes genres, that shifts like universes or whatever, like stories that, that, or, or presentations or whatever that is larger than, I mean, you only have like a handful of those every year. That's mm-hmm. why like the Oscars are so like, you know, obviously they have their specific niche that they look at as far as like what what works for for them as a group. But like that's why you have so few movies that really get there um, and and get nominated for for these different categories. Like you don't have just like every movie can't have be the best at something. No, I, I mean, I mean, okay, I'm a, but I take issue with that in that. That doesn't mean you can't strive for that, right? But I'm just saying, like from a general audience perspective, like if a general, like well, the yeah, you understand that there's some movies that are worse than others, you know, right? Like, but like you go see, like th- they go see movies, and it's like, well, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, they could be fine with it, is I guess what. But I'm again, saying. I don't like putting it through that filter. Like Wonder Woman was fantastic because they made a great movie. Yeah, you know, like they didn't try to like, hey, we just need to make a pretty good superhero movie. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah, and and like I've I've criticized about that movie. Like the the my least favorite part of it is that third act where it becomes like a, a yeah, every exactly. other superhero movie. You know, so I just don't like having to put like again view things through all these like lenses, mm-hmm. and then like and then try to put them in their place. You know, in terms of like okay, well, where do I? How do I rate this? Or where do I put this in terms of like right film? Yeah, you know. There are some there are some genres that I feel like are are more honest with it than others. Like comedies, I don't feel like they like they have a specific purpose, and it's to not be. They're not going for an Oscar. They're not trying to like you know whatever. Mm-hmm. So like that lens, I think is okay. It's whenever like it's, it's whenever like what we're talking about where like hey they're trying to be a spy movie or they're trying to be a heist movie. Like okay, 
this is just, but you're not. And you're like, stop trying to pretend to be or be fully that, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's a weird line that you straddle and try to be all things to everybody where everything just gets mushy. Yeah. And I guess like you mentioned the, uh, the comedy thing, like uh, I, this definitely had, like is the, is the superhero slash like universe movie. Is that like, like, I mean, it's, it's, it's a genre in and of itself for sure. Like it feels like, cause there, it has its tropes. It has its like usual things that you do. And then genre breaking things that like redefine the genres and things like that. Like comedies sometimes do, but like, I wonder if that's like just part of it now. Maybe. And, and whether that's a good thing or a bad thing yeah. is not like, I'm not, not making a qualification of like, Oh, this is good or this is bad. I'm just saying like, that is kind of like for a superhero movie, this is, for, this is this. this breaks the genre or this, this like does the thing well, you know, where it's like, Oh, for a comedy, it does the thing well. You know, and, and yeah. it's like, oh, you know, 50% of the jokes hit me or like whatever. Like you, you know, but you talk about a superhero movie in similar fashion because like for in that of its genre, this one's a standout. Interesting. I hadn't wow. really thought about it like that before. Yeah. I didn't either. And again, like I said, not saying whether that's a, a like a good, bad, bad thing. Like not saying that's a good thing. It's just, it kind of is a thing that, that happens now. Because people go see like something like Justice League, right? So, but okay, so the, let's take the take the genre. Like, if we're gonna call it that, and we're gonna say like, because yeah, people call superhero movies genres, but I've never thought about it in terms of like, okay, they all have these things. If I think about, let's think about um, comedy mm-hmm. in general. Like, I just, I have a good feeling about comedy as a whole. Mm-hmm. Like, I generally, even if it's a bad comedy. Like I generally have a good time watching them. Whereas like somebody like me, I'm not like it has to be like really good before I'm like very invested. But, like I don't get invested easily. Or in let's take like let's take like um action movies, you know? Yeah. Like okay, like generally I can be entertained by action movies or whatever. Yeah. Let's take the superhero genre as a whole and we're including every like we're including Fox, we're including DC, Marvel, all of it. If I was gonna look at that as a whole. Yeah. And then ask yourself, do you enjoy this genre? <laughs> like, obviously there are good ones. There are bad ones. There are mediocre ones, but like as I would a whole, almost say as a whole that I'm just kind of like Bleh, about it. I would say I enjoy more of those than I do of like comedies. Like it, it ranks it, as a genre. Like if you were to consider that as a genre, it would rank higher than comedy for me. Sure. Interesting. I mean, I mean, it's all going to be pretty subjective from person to person. Right. I mean, yeah, there's horrible movies in every genre. Right. Um, but even like the worst superhero movie that I've seen. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what that would be. And yeah, we should we should talk about that sometime. We should talk about that sometime. But yeah, I mean, but again, I'm not watch. I don't I don't go watch any of the Captain Americas because I think they're awful. Well, like after the fact, yeah. After the fact. Like, whereas... I mean, like you said, it's all subjective. Like, but at the same time, like I have watched civil war and, yeah you know just in passing of like oh i'll just put that on oh my gosh you know and it's like i didn't necessarily like it like after that <laughs> like, but like and, and i didn't think it like at the second I time the spider crawl over well, but, my body i didn't really like it but like at this on second watch like i was like ah this isn't this isn't i, I still don't think this is it's not as good oh, yeah, as i, I watched, thought it was I the watched, first time i watch everything at least twice like i watch it again after right the, you know like, but like at the same time like i would rather watch that than i would rather watch as a, a, a probably a bad comedy or a comedy that wasn't good i just don't think like 
Yeah. Like I would rather watch a mediocre superhero movie than a mediocre comedy. For me. That's just me personally i'd rather watch a mediocre comedy right and that's like it's just where do you fall along the scale of this like of that as a genre like yeah and i've just never thought about it in those terms before it's intriguing to me (laughs) anyway we've gotten way off topic yeah yeah it's way off topic (laughs) way off target way off target at this point well that's it for this week what are we talking about next week john is it 250 yeah we are reviewing Cloverfield Paradox. With Fultron. Have you watched it yet? No. Okay. I need to. Okay. Well, I can't say anything then. My life has been crazy. Of course. Uh, did we talk on the podcast? No. Yeah. So, long story short, I have a waterbed. My uh, cat tore a hole in it, flooded the uh, living room, or not the living room, the, the bedroom. And uh, so when not not flood like the whole thing was underwater like that sounds. Like, I'm, in bat, I'm envisioning. That, I watched Paddington. That sounds recently, dramatic. And Paddington floods the uh, floods the the uh, which Paddington is a really good movie. That's by what the I've way. heard. I need to go. Paddington is like movie pass it is movie very it? good. I didn't movie. You no, know, Paddington one. It's on Netflix. Oh, Paddington two. Paddington two is out. Is out. Yeah. And I I like I'm like oh my gosh I want to see this movie because Paddington one is so. I feel like I saw good. Paddington one. I think. I just saw parts of Paddington One. I think maybe Grandma was watching it at the house. It's really good. Um, if, if you haven't watched Paddington out there, watch Paddington Two. It's really I remember Paddington, Paddington One, and then Paddington Two. I'm sure is really good. <laughs> All the Paddingtons. Paddington uh, also. Uh, early Man's out this week, and as well, and I'm gonna have to movie past that sometime. Nice, nice. Um, but anyway, Paddington floods the uh, the bathroom, oh, and then okay. they open the door, and there's a giant wall of water. Yeah. I'm envisioning that no, happening. That is not Chris. what happened. We just got some water on the floor, but. <laughs> We had a, you know, that kind of downplays it now. Right. Now it seems like you just like spilled a cup of water. Sure, you know? yeah, you know, I mean, you know, whatever. It's either or. You can't. You know, ever, this world, whole world is operates in extremes these days. So, um, yeah. So like, anyway, we've been sleeping on the couch for like two weeks. We were talking before, like, before we went on the air. Dee Dee and I are just, just tired. You're general. sleeping, like you said, you're sleeping on the couch. So like, that's sleeping never fun. On the couch. Yeah, sleeping on the couch for like a week and a half, two weeks at this point. Yeah. Like it's just like anything, and it's, I guess maybe that's contributing to me like staying up late too, because I'm kind of like I don't even want to sleep on it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> well, it's because like usually you just do things on your couch, you like hang out, you read, you right. play, play Xbox. So like you're on the couch, like that's what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's definitely true. That's why they tell you not to like, you know, do work or other things in your bed, so your body doesn't like associate bed with, you know, work or you know whatever else you would do which thinking about like school and like whenever like i would study in bed oh, yeah, all definitely. the time oh yeah like i i messed that one up big time when i was younger I, mean, I would fall asleep all the time while i was studying as well <laughs> well i mean i guess like that also sets the precedent like whenever you study you fall, fall asleep because yeah. you're in your bed definitely <laughs> it's like this is sleep time instead of study time yep again way off topic <laughs> so next week Fultron's coming on we're talking about cloverfield that's it for this week. You can find us online at StayOnTargetPodcast.com, on Twitter at CruiserWright250. <laughs> and JohnWright777. And at StayOnTargetPod. Please go to your podcast surface of choice and review us. Tell all your friends about us. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay, Stay on, on Target. Target.